It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, with an effective character, three guys sitting around talking about a personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. James here. The opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience on secrets. In this episode 150 of the Defective Characters Podcast. Let's go. Wow, Dennis, you're back. Dennis. I am back. I'm alive. I exist. I don't I don't know if this is a compliment or an insult that the episode titled Where's Dennis had the least amount of listens. <laughs> is that really what you titled there's, it there's, yes there i said special episode where's dennis question mark question mark i might have even thrown an exclamation point in and oh, wow. it had the least amount of listens so either they didn't want to listen because they figured you weren't on it or they didn't care oh I, i'm gonna go with they didn't give a fuck <laughs> They're like, Dennis is going good. Good riddance. No, that's not how to look at it. Uh, well, <laughs> so, so we heard how you were, and we also made notice it, ahead of time. I said the uh, the audio quality might be a little uh, crappy because you were leaving me a voicemail on it. Yeah. But uh, how is how is everything? How's everything the last week? Uh, the past week? Uh, past two weeks, I guess. Uh, you know, well... I had COVID, so that kind of sucked. Um, I think I caught it from the grocery store because that was the only place I really went. Um, it, it was, I mean, it wasn't too bad. It sucked for like a few days there because I had the, the chills and all that, but I never lost my like sense of smell or taste. And it was probably about a full week that I was feeling like, really bad and then started getting better and now I just like I still my I feel like my voice is still like kind of messed up and I still have a little bit of a cough that shows up every once in a while but other than that I feel great um I think I I mentioned to both of y'all through a text that like you know how I've been taking the medicine for like the past year for my anxiety and stuff. And it's really made me like very lethargic and sleepy, like, like 24 seven. And, you know, it's getting really annoying. Well, when I got sick, I kind of stopped just taking my medicine because I was sick. I wasn't going to be bothered with it. I was more focused on getting better. And uh, when I started getting better from the COVID, after not taking the medicine for like over a week, um, I just kind of like, was like, all right, I'm going to wait. I'm just not going to take it at the moment. And, you know, I started feeling, when I started feeling better from the COVID, I started feeling better just in general because I 
you know, when I woke up and then when I was like throughout the day, I wasn't like on the verge of falling asleep the whole time. I actually felt like awake and a little bit motivated and stuff. So I talked to our friend, Dr. Ray, and told him about it and told him how I kind of just wanted to not take the medicine anymore and see what happens since I'm feeling all right. And he said that he, uh, as long as I like monitor myself and like be aware of how I'm feeling and what's going on with me, um, that he doesn't see a problem with me not taking it. And then if something comes up, then we can deal with it then. So at this point, I'm just not going to take my medicine anymore. And, you know, I haven't had any anxiety or anything like that since I stopped it. Of course, I haven't pushed the boundaries and gone out of the bubble or anything yet either. So that, that, it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out in the next like, couple of weeks. Is there anything that you... Other than that, I, 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 have, to, I have to say I, I watched Buzz Lightyear yet, last night, and it was amazing. What did you say, Mike? I, I said, was there anything... Uh, not really. I'm just kind of taking it by the day at this point. You know, I've been, I'm working on a project that I've been grinding out for like the past week and hopefully I'll get that done today or tomorrow and then we'll see. I don't know. Planning nice. on going to the meeting on Saturday and meeting up with you. Yeah. That's right. That's something. And you're going to chair the meeting. Yes. <laughs> Probably not that. And tell your story. Yes. <laughs> probably not well good I mean, well, showing up and sitting through it will be a, a a little push out of the boundary yeah. at least for the past year i'm glad you're back buddy yeah i'm glad i'm alive alive <laughs> <laughs> gotta be dramatic about it come on yeah, i could have i, I could have died <laughs> and wait that knows you knows knows uh knows the dramatics no it's it's good it's good <laughs> how's everything james good dennis we all know that covid is a hoax right oh shut up don't <laughs> even start with that shit <laughs> yeah. i really know how to push his buttons don't i didn't didn't you catch covid no. Now, oh, you haven't? Okay. Um, what I really wanted to say was um, I'm, I'm happy for you, Dennis, for real. We, um, I, I, the other day, I, um, we were, uh, I told you that, um, yeah, last time I saw you, you weren't, you weren't looking too good. And you quickly responded, I hadn't even had COVID yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh. But, uh, Dude, I, I talked to your wife like yesterday or the day before, and she brought that up too. Oh no! So <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. yeah. So, but we're we're just glad you're um you're doing good. You sound good. You don't sound um you know lethargic or um you know just sad. And you know those yeah those drugs make you sleepy because you know when you're sleeping, you're not feeling anxious. Well, that's that's kind of like the whole past year is kind of what I went off of. It's like I, you know, it took away the anxiety, which is amazing. 
but the trade-off was you're going to be a freaking lethargic, sleepy zombie the whole time and like spend most of your days sleeping. So, but it, so it was like that trade-off. And then there's that fear of like, if I stopped and the anxiety is going to come back. But since I got sick and stopped taking the medicine and the anxiety didn't come back yet, then yeah, might as well try it. You ever think about doing super, super, super scary things? Because then if you're not doing the scary things, the normal things that would cause anxiety would be like nothing. Do you want to go on the, um, the swing? Yeah. Do you want to go on the swing with me today? No. But see, like the thing is, is I didn't like scary things like that before I ever had anxiety and shit. So I'm not going to like, you know, watch horror movies just to like scare myself when I don't even enjoy the horror movies to begin with. You know? But they're not about enjoying Right? I'm like, come on. <laughs> like, I'm not about like I like we have a friend, right? We have a friend who like purposely takes ice cold showers and baths, like literally like freezing cold. And he's all about like, oh, you gotta you gotta suffer through it to make you stronger. And I'm all about like, no man, life's hard <laughs> enough. I'm not gonna make it harder. I'm gonna make myself more uncomfortable. I think we we found the root of the problem. What? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, how's, ever, how's everything going, James? Uh, going good. Um, our friend um, Andy from the morning meeting, he's um, starting a men's meeting here in Celebration somewhere. So I went to two of those. Interesting. Very small based on the steps. Really? But, um, where and when? Um, well, the first one he did at his house, and he wants to do. Well, both of them were at the house, and he wants to do another one. He got a room in Georgetown. Um, the only problem is, it's he, he's doing it at eight a.m., so it's in lieu of the morning meeting. Mm. Oh, did he have a resentment or something? That's exactly what Brian. Brian came to the last one. And then he's, and he said that he wanted to do it on, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And Brian's like, I asked Brian if he's going to go. He's like, well, no, I, I like my morning meetings. He's like, does this have anything to do with the resentment and a coffee pot? I was like, I don't know. We should ask him because, um, or maybe that's just the best time for him. I don't know. I don't want to assume anything, but um, I think I, I could commit to once a week. So that's why I chose, I asked if you guys could do uh, Thursday, which I won't do again because I didn't know it was um, harder for you, Mike. It's okay. And it's not, it's not all the time to be, to be honest. I can always uh, move stuff around. There was just, there was a horrific accident today. Like I, I prayed on the way um, in traffic because I knew something must happen. There was a car that was uh, cut in half with the jaws of life. The crash must have been so bad in Orlando and uh, uh, Olivia's speech therapist said it was all over the news and I saw a bunch of cameras. It happened, I guess, at 3 a.m. Um, so I could only imagine it was a drunk driver just because that's where my head goes because when in, there's a terrible accident at 3 a.m., um, yeah. you know, some, I don't know. But the likelihood, I would say it would at least be 50% that it could be somebody under some influence. Or fell asleep at the wheel is the other one. 
Um, but there was an awful thing and it was backed up. So outside of that, usually it's completely fine, but I didn't want to hold you guys up, you know? Um, so, well, that's fun. Those, that's a, a men's meeting is always a good time. I used to go to a, and I will say any ladies that are listening, not every men's group, it's not women, women bashing. I would say there are some, <laughs> just, just like I'm sure there are some women's groups where there's some men bashing. It's really just anything with sex relations, which is a part of fourth step um, inventory that you do. Um, I always was told that men's meetings is where you can go into some of that stuff and you shouldn't bring that to anybody but your sponsor. You shouldn't bring that to a normal meeting. Um, some old timers get to a point where they forget about that and they just, you know, kind of dive into some of it and don't realize that they're being a little sexual harassy, uh, with their things. But I, right. Is that what you would say the men's meetings primarily the objective is? No. What, what, what is it then? What would be the difference? Camaraderie. Camaraderie. Okay. I think like. From what I heard, like, because I don't go to, like, men's meetings because there's not really many around. But from what I hear about people that do go to men's meetings, it is more about, like, taking away kind of that inhibition that you might have because females mm-hmm. are in the room. So okay. if you want to talk yeah. about the step four, you want to be a little more abrasive, you know, you don't have to watch your P's and Q's as much, I guess. P's and Q's. Woohoo. Nice. <laughs> you can just say woohoo to everything. <laughs> That's all no, I'm going to say now. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, well, that sounds sounds like a pretty good week. I uh, I did some service outside the program. There was a, uh, a charity giving away 5,000 backpacks in Daytona on uh, on Saturday. And I went and did that. I told a little bit of this story to Dennis, but uh, I want to share with James. So they offered me a place to stay because it was in Daytona and it was, I, it was a partner that they had. They said, well, we have a couple extra rooms for people that aren't from Daytona. Um, would you like to stay at the Hard Rock? And I said, well, that's awfully nice. And I usually never take people up on it. But I said, you know, I, I would really appreciate that because it was you know, felt like it was over a hundred degrees on Saturday and it gave me a place to take a shower without, you know, stinking up the car all the way home and to stay over and kind of relax. And my fiance and I went and did that in the morning and then went to the hotel and the pool. And when we left the pool to go back to the room, we were waiting for the elevator and I hear Mike, and I look over and a guy from our home group that hasn't told his story yet, but was a part of uh, our home group for many years before moving. Vinny walks over who I hadn't seen in like three years. And there was a Grateful Dead cover band and he traveled all the way from St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, three hour drive to Daytona to see the Grateful Dead cover band. There okay. Was- so I, I caught up with him briefly, uh, and 
Yeah, it's I, I just think it's funny. And then uh, the next day when I was checking out, he it was like a little after because we w- went for a bite to eat. And then the afternoon, the exact same thing happened at the, in the lobby where there was a lot of people staying there. He could have been down there at any time and we ran into each other again. So it was uh, it was really great to get a chance to, uh, you know, to see. And it, it's it shows you, you know, if you go to enough meetings, you'll run into people in the program. Uh, you know, everywhere there was, I think I told the story as soon as I moved to Orlando, um, oddly, there was two people from my home group from Burlington, Vermont, the week after I moved that showed up in the celebration meeting, um, and showing up to the celebration meeting when you're in Burlington, Vermont, I guess, because of the, uh, vacation destination, you know, it's, it's good odds that it would happen, but that I was there that day in the morning meeting and not the night meeting was, uh, was pretty cool to do that. So today's topic of uh, secrets is one James, uh, approved last week and Dennis, I hope you're okay with it. If not, I secretly approved it. You, you what? Said? I secretly approved it. You secretly approved it. <laughs> So this this was something we talked about it last week. Uh, both James and I, who have the same sponsor, Brian, um, he says it a lot. You're only as sick as your secrets, and it's a slogan that's in the program. That I know my first sponsor when I did my fifth step with him, he made sure that was one of the last things he said. He said, "Is there anything else after sitting there for six hours?" And I'm like, "No, I just spilled everything." Like, you know everything about me. He said, you're only as sick as your secrets. Um, and he said, why don't we just sit here in quiet meditation for 10 minutes, just in case anything else comes up. And I guess I'll go first with it. And if you guys. Uh, wait, think of, wait, wait. Did anything else come up? So what I was what I was about to say, so I, <laughs> I sat I sat there for 10 minutes and I I dove back into it wasn't it wasn't like it was a secret, but it was something that I didn't feel like was anything, which was when I it was. So I guess it was a uh, unconscious secret of leaving off when I was five years old. I stole a lock from a grocery store uh, because I was trying to pay back my brother because I. I don't know, just like an idiot. Uh, at five years old, I threw his his favorite lock away and like chucked it out of the the back window of our car. And I was trying to pay him back, but of course, five year olds don't have any money, so I stole the lock <laughs> <laughs> and and showed him in the parking lot. And my father got so mad. That he grabbed the back, the scruff of my neck like I was a cat and dragged me back in there. And I gave it back to them. But I still, I felt like a little, uh, I guess, resentful that my father made me do that. And he was so, like, stern with me. And I held, like, a lot of resentment. And my, my sponsor was like, but so did you give the lock back or do you owe them an amends? And I'm like... No, I get like I gave the lock back. He's like, well, 
maybe make sure that if you're a parent one day and you have to do that to your kids and embarrass them, remember how that made you feel. And um, there wasn't any secrets that I purposely kept from my sponsor, but the amount of secrets that I still have probably against my ex-wife stuff that I did when I was drinking, I was told never to uh, tell her because it's not going to do any good. So when I made the living amends to her, there was a lot of stuff that my first sponsor right or wrong. It was a suggestion to leave stuff off to not go into every single detail. Like how many times that I lied about my drinking and uh, every detail with it, because at the time there was so much of that. It was, it was at least every other day, if not every day that I was lying about my drinking, you know, like I I can get away. Sorry, go ahead, Dennis. Oh, I was going to say, well, it says in the books that, you know, we're not supposed to do harm to others. It's not a like, you know, take a razor and open up all the wounds. It's, it's not like you said, it doesn't help anything. Yeah. And I mean, there was it was just a tremendous, tremendous amount of just disregard on my part. No matter what she was going through, there was times where the dogs needed to be rushed to the emergency room vet. There was a time where um, I, you know, and it, a lot of times I would drink in the parking lot right outside the house because it was a big parking lot of a condo. Um, And I would say that I was still at work, but I would already be there. And in my head, I was like, well, I'm not drinking and driving because I'm already here. I'm just going to get out of the car. I'm going to toss the empties in the trunk and go go inside the house. But I would lie. And there was a couple emergencies that came up while I was doing that. And I was like, well, she'll figure it out. You know, she's an adult. Um, So a lot of those secrets... I mean, that was just how self-centered to the core. I mean, she, I think I told the story about how she dropped a knife on her foot while cooking and was crying and everything else. And I had just cracked open a tall boy and was like, oh, I'm going to finish this and then I will deal with that. And uh, just didn't, it really didn't care, you know? So like a lot of those secrets because like you said Dennis it would cause harm I I didn't do it but those were really the only secrets that I kept and I made sure in my fourth step and I mean even here this this is uh you know you guys are are my fellowship and everybody listening um keep it keeping this stuff and pretending like it didn't happen I think will lead me closer to that drink if I don't remind myself how bad I was not it was I always get a little irked when I hear people go how bad it it was because it takes some responsibility off when really it's how bad that um the drink and I were together you know and and what that was and how that yeah so that's some of my secrets Dennis uh secrets uh I I don't know I I like, I, I agree with you, like, the idea that you're only as sick as your secrets. If you hold something, especially if it's constantly at the forefront of your mind and causing you, like, stress and, and shame and guilt and stuff, is you, you need to not carry that weight alone. Um, 
with that said, though, I think it's really important to to remember that not everything is everyone's business either, you know? So like, obviously with your sponsor and stuff, when you're doing the fifth step and the fourth step, you need to be brutally honest and you need to get that out. And, you know, it's important to have a sponsor that you can trust to be completely open with. But, you know, it doesn't mean go and tell your fifth step to everyone in the meeting (laughs) at an open meeting or something either, you know? Um, I think for me, it was interesting because when I was doing my fourth and fifth step with uh, my sponsor around that same time, I was hanging out with a friend of mine like every night and uh, before she moved and we were like really close friends and she she just happened to be a therapist. So just in like us hanging out and doing nothing, you know, we talked about a whole bunch of stuff about ourselves and our lives and stuff. So I kind of like did a four, over the course of a couple of months, did like a fourth step with her, like just naturally and stuff. So like, not only did I have my sponsor that like learned everything about me, I also had a, this other really close friend who also knew everything about me that wasn't, in, that isn't in the program or anything. So it was really I think good for me in a way, because it like, you know, there's more than one person in more than one situation that like knows about who I really am, the things that I've done and still accepts me, you know? Um, And that's cool. Um, I, I don't know. I think like, I've always been a relatively open book. I think there's certain things that I keep from certain people and stuff, but I think like the hardest thing, like the hardest type of things for me to like admit or like be open with are some of the like worst things I've done. And it's not like, Oh, I did it and I can get away with it. Like, like stealing, it's easy to admit that. Yeah. I stole a lot of things when I was, you know, younger and drinking and and using and stuff. That's easy for me. But then like, there's a couple of things that I did that were like betraying like the trust of like a best friend and stuff like that. And that like really hurt me because it it showed me like that I can personally hurt people. And, and that really sucks. You know, it's like sometimes you do things where you don't, realize or you think that you'll never do them and it kind of shows you a darker side of yourself and that those were really hard for me to like come to grips with and like tell other people about but I think in doing that when you when you work up the courage and you like dig up those secrets and and those things that you'll never tell anyone and then you actually do tell them it takes a weight off the shoulders and it also, I think it's very important that we do be honest because if we never admit the bad things that we do and come to grips with those, then there's a good chance that we will actually do those things again. You know, it's like you can like sweep it under the rug and pretend like your house is clean 
But after a while, you, you know, there's going to be so much stuff under that rug that the rugs are going to like not be able to conceal it all. Next thing you know, your perfectly clean house has got piles and piles of fucking dust and dirt and shit, you know? And I think doing the fourth step, the fifth step, talking to people, it really, it, it cleans all that stuff up so that you, you, even under your rug is clean, you know? But that's all I got about secrets right now. But I, I think we lost James. No, no, you did not. Yeah, James oh. is back. I was watching. I was watching him creeping in. He just didn't a, want to listen to you, Dennis. Oh, I know. He we're probably, on. he probably, what did you, I was, remember that time you were cooking chicken parmesan? <laughs> <laughs> it was one, one half an episode where you're like, you know what? I want to, I want to be Emeril. <laughs> and we heard you bamming in the background. Remember that? Bam! <laughs> that means <laughs> Yeah. What do you got, James? Uh, not chicken parmesan. I got a four-pound tub of Skippy Super Chunk peanut butter. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, my wife says I can't uh, double dip with a spoon, so I just get three spoons at a time, and usually <laughs> three, three spoons is good. Nice. Yeah, but uh, good. Um, secrets. I know how to keep them. And I know how to tell. Um, you know, I um, I think it's it's science that that secrecy well worth and less satisfying. You know, are you just kidding? Say that again. <laughs> Well, you you do know that research has linked secrecy to increased anxiety, right? Oh yeah, my yeah. my anxiety is not because of secrets. Though. Oh okay, okay. I was just trying to put things together that aren't there, but it's also terms <laughs> of poor health and and depression. Are you depressed? Uh, at the moment, no. Oh thank God. Have I been? Of course, yeah. Well. Um, you know, I was going to start this segment by telling you a deep, dark secret, but I'm not gonna. Um, what you said, Mike, kind of resonated with me, and what you said, Dennis, resonated with. That's it. Would you like to expound on that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, when I I was, you guys know, I, I was, I've been with my wife almost 10 years. So we drank for four years and sober for five. And um, in the course of my spiritual awakening, uh, I did a over, over the course for like a month later. But during that time, she was. And I was coming, you know, clean with myself, with God, and to another person. And my poor uh, wife, so she knows everything about me, and I, and she stayed with me. Like that, but um, it's nice to have no secrets. Um, and secrets. 
come up, I ask God, is this worth sharing or is it not? Um, but, you know, today nothing, as my sponsor would say, your sponsor, you know, nothing is eating my lunch. You know, I don't have deep, dark secrets in my life today um, that I need to share. Otherwise, I'll drink. You know, I, I stay in the moment, in the present. And if I mess up one day, I don't ever have to do that again. You know, the, I guess I could share one secret with you guys. I am secretly biased when it comes. There are some people who sit down at a table and I do not want to go over there because they look like they're rough and they look like they're not going to tip. And I, I, I I get angry. (laughs) I was like, I do not want to wait on these people. Um, but I know that's just like my inner voice um, lying to me because everyone, I believe, is is a child of God. And um, but I, I'm not always loving and kind, and be um, I, I you know judge a book by cover, if you will. And that's actually not- why Dennis and I stopped going to see you because we knew. We knew you would judge our tips. <laughs> they were so low. We it's saw it all over your face. <laughs> oh, can I can I tell a story about about serving about that? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, like back when I like I I worked in restaurants for many many years and did everything what? from like washing dishes to managing and everything in between. Right. Well, when I was younger, I worked at this restaurant that like my sister was actually the manager of, and I was a host. And we used to have this family that came in and people would look at them and they'd like, you know, just wearing like worn t-shirts and jeans and stuff like that. They were um, obviously like native American or whatever. And, and like, they were just, nor- they looked like normal working class people. And this was like kind of a nicer restaurant. So people would kind of like judge them and stuff like that. But it, it, you know, I would treat everyone like, you know, chief the janitor and the queen of England the same. That's like kind of my motto. But so people would kind of like judge them and not want to take care of these people and stuff like that. But as it turns out, this family and the father of this family is actually the chief of the Seminole tribe in Florida. And if anyone knows about the Seminole tribe in Florida, they're the ones who own Hard Rock where Mike stayed. You know, they own that whole franchise of casinos and stuff. So here you are, like people judging someone by like the cover of the book. And it turns out they're one of the most wealthy families in Florida, you know. So it's when you're serving people, you never know. You can sit there and judge them, but you might be missing out on a good connection or a great tip without even realizing it. Wow. Crazy, Dennis. Yeah. Crazy. Well, we lost James again. James was a little warbly anyway. It's okay. We can wrap up on the episode. That story was for James. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you want me to do my James impression since he's not here? Yeah. Wow, Dennis. That's really good. God loves you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or thanks Dennis <laughs> James we were just doing an impression of you what did you think uh, I loved it 
<laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to say to wrap it up, James? Um, well, honestly, that I think keeping secrets is not a bad thing all the time. I think that any everyone is in, you know, we're our own personal orbits or galaxies if you will and you know it's okay to have some secrets that you don't share because it could cause harm to others or cause harm uh, so you know if you're living fruitful productive god-centered something they get out one and you don't have to keep sharing it over and over again um because like you guys were saying sometimes people who do a four and then they do a four step at every meeting they go to. And it's just a bunch people do it are shocking, you know, to shock people more than to help people. Mm. Uh, I could be yeah. that. Um, but I certainly like to hear about more of the solution than what people did when they were young and what was done to them. Like everyone mm-hmm. had, had something happen to them. Everyone has done you know, minute things to horrific things, but it does not, and it should not. We have lives today, and I think you get it out however you need to, but you don't really ever have to think about those things ever again. So I'm going to leave it with that. Yeah. Love it. Can I, I want to add also too that it, I think it's important to remember that. We have a responsibility to keep other people's secrets. So if Mike or James comes to me and confines something into me because they trust me and they care uh, about, they know I care about them or whatever, it's my responsibility to keep that confidential and not go off and tell the rooms or anyone in private and spread gossip about it. You know, I think that's important to remember. It is important. Thanks, Dennis. You're welcome. Thanks for the reminder. We'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 151. We're the defective character. It's entirely right to have all these character defects removed. Remember, you're only as sick as your secrets, Dennis. <laughs> I'm sick as well. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I mean, woo <laughs> <laughs>